The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Hello, my friends. This is Suzanne Giesman. I'm an evidential medium, and I love hosting a show with this title, Messages of Hope. That's what My goal is to bring to you every week. Most weeks we have guest speakers, but the first Thursday of every month, I take questions from you. Some of you have sent your questions in in advance, and I have them here in front of me, and some of you are waiting on the line. So I thank you for your patience, because I want to do a little chatting first. First of all, a shout out, a hello, a big hug and a kiss to my husband, Ty, who's listening from quite a distance away. He's in Ohio right now with our puppies and I'm in Florida. This is the time of the year when I come back every year to our home to spend a week with my mom because we have shared the same birthday my whole life. My mom knew I was going to be a cesarean birth and she asked the doctor, may I have her on my birthday? And she did. And it's been such a special day for us every year. This year is one that I won't ever forget because my mom, Ruthie, who many of you listening do know, uh, well, she made it to her 91st birthday yesterday, but she she's slowing down very rapidly. And believe it or not, I am doing this broadcast today from a hospice house here in the villages. They gave me a room to sit in and do this show while my mom's across the hall. I've been sitting with her for two days, and boy, is it a special time together. Families all around. Ty is here in spirit. I love you, honey. And my mom is in incredible spirits. The uh, the staff is blown away by her love, as are all of us. But that's just Ruthie. <laughs> you know, I may seem a little more subdued today than normal, but I'm doing great. And that's because my work in the last 10 years as a medium has shown me that death really is just a transition. I was thinking about this hospice this morning as I was getting ready to come over here, and I thought, it's not a house of death. It's a house of celebrating life, and that's what death is, a transition. And, you know, I I realized that when the grief kind of wells up in your heart, that's because your thoughts went to what you're going to be missing. But if if we, all of you, many of you, are, are dealing with grief now, when you feel that feeling well up in your heart, catch it. 
And instead of giving into it, I'd like you to repeat what's been working for me beautifully the last couple of days. And that's two words. That's love. Because that's what that feeling is. And it feels like pain. And it could definitely turn into major pain if we just let it overtake us. But feel it, acknowledge it. And that's love just transmutes that into something beautiful. It transmutes it into gratitude. So I've been using a lot of my guide Sanaya's teaching the past couple of days, and I know I'll be using it a lot more in the next couple of days. But one of the teachings that I share in my Let Your Spirit Soar course is this beautiful phrase that is all about downgrading your demands to preferences. You know, we get really upset when we argue with what life offers us, when we say, this can't be happening to me now. And that that arguing with life is what causes our suffering. So that's a demand. I demand that that my loved one live a long life. You know, instead you you downgrade that to a preference and you say, I would prefer that they stick around, but this is life. And so I'll flow with it and I'll be grateful for our time together. So that, remember that phrase as well. I would prefer is so, so helpful. So I'm surrounded by angels here. All of us are always surrounded by angels. And I want to tell you something really amazing is that the room they set me up in to do the show, an empty room, is room number one, which is where my dear dad, Bill, passed 10 years ago in this very room. And that was right before I discovered my abilities as a medium. I knew there was a greater reality because our Susan had passed by that time. But I had not yet discovered that I could connect to that greater reality. And I remember walking into this hospice house and saying to my sister, oh, it's perfect for dad because it even smells like grandma's perfume. And then we gathered at my dad's bed right here in this room. And I turned to my sister and I said, there, do you smell it? That's grandma's perfume. It was called white shoulders, a very distinctive scent. And she looked at me and she said, I don't smell anything. And you know, guys, I was so new to this whole mediumship thing. I didn't even know I was a medium at that point. I had no idea that the spirits can create a scent to let you know they're around. But how perfect is that, that my father's mother would be right there at his hospice bed to escort him home. So that's what's going on now. And it's not slowing me down to talk to all of you because I know what I know. And it's been beautiful to tell my mother. I guarantee you there is more. And I guarantee you, you will be met by dad and your brother and your sister and your mother and your father. And she just looks at me with these wide eyes and she says, really? And I say, yes. And she says, I know you wouldn't lie to me. And I said, you can trust me on that, mom. And all of you listening can trust me on that. This life is not all there is. Part of the reason I know that is from talking daily to my team, Sanaya, who has been giving me great support, great messages, giving all of us messages that I post online daily. And so today, if you ask me questions for which I don't have an answer, no problem. Sanaya is right here. I already checked in with them. They gave me the big lip twitch that lets me know they're right here. So we'll just ratchet up the question to a higher level, which is where all the good answers come from. 
So again, the number to call in, and we have five people waiting. This is great. Thank you all so much. The number 816-251-3555. I'll try to alternate live calls with those of you who sent some questions in to keep it fair. But for now, let's go. Jeff, the engineer. Jeff, I'm going to ask you to click the buttons for me, okay? So let's bring in Keith, who's number one on the list. Hello, Keith. Hello, Suzanne. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm I'm great. Um, I'm so uh, I'm so sorry to hear that your mother is on the verge of of graduating, but I know she's right there where she needs to be, and I'm really glad that you're there with her. Exactly, exactly. So, what is your question today? Well, I I'm pretty sure this has a pretty wide application, but I'm having surgery next week, and uh, it sort of sparked a conversation first between uh, Lynette, a friend of yours, and I. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, anyway, we sort of got to wondering about the possibilities of communication while under sedation, either with someone living or someone who has passed on. And I just, since we had the opportunity today, I just wanted to if you had any ideas about whether that sort of thing is possible, and if so, how we might, um, you know, uh, accommodate ourselves for for such a communication. That's a great question, Keith. And first of all, I want to clarify with you: Do you mean whether while you're under, you can communicate with loved ones, or if others can communicate with you while you're under, and others who are well, here in physical form? I was kind of leaving it open-ended because uh, I was hoping maybe it could work both ways somehow. Well, I don't know why it wouldn't. The basic underlying foundation to all communication between the realms is because we are all souls. We just appear to be only human while we're here. But mediumship is soul-to-soul communication. In order to communicate with loved ones who have passed, I don't do that in my waking human awareness. I don't do it as Suzanne. I have to shift my focus to the soul level. And I still identify myself as Suzanne when talking with people, but I know that that communication is taking place soul to soul. So if any of your loved ones want to try communicating with your soul, anybody here in physical form, any friends want to talk to your soul under anesthesia, I, I could joke and say, watch out, you know, because you never know what they might learn. Uh, that would absolutely be possible. But as far as you communicating with loved ones across the veil while you're unconscious in physical form, absolutely. Because that's what happens at night when we're sleeping. Our soul is off playing and communicating with loved ones. We just don't always remember it. We rarely remember it when we come back. So I love that you're setting that intention. I love that you've asked others to try some experiments. That that playful attitude and being open to anything is what leads to wonderful adventures in consciousness. So I hope you'll let us know how that goes. I certainly will, and I'm I'm glad to get such uh, positive feedback. Um, I'm just um, I'm not really fearful about this upcoming thing, but you know my human side realizes it could turn out negatively. But I've got this uh, this family now, uh, both um, biological family and the spiritual family uh, from a, a group of friends that you're well acquainted with, and I'm just I'm just mm-hmm. feeling really good about it. 
And as you should, and, and you know, it, just remember, it's always a human judgment about this turning out badly. When the more you go down this spiritual path, all of you listening know this, the more we start to see the reason for just about anything that happens. And those things we judge as bad at some point in the future, we may look back and say, well, that was a blessing in disguise. So just right. flow with what comes, Keith, and we'll all hold thoughts for the best possible outcome for you, whatever that may Wonderful. be. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank nice you talking much, with Suzanne. you. Thank Bye. you. All right. Let's take a call from Linda, Jeff. And then after that, I'll do one of those that was sent in in advance. Linda, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for taking me. I'm, I'm yes, kind of indeed. Like very excited. I'm a little nervous, but excited. <laughs> All the same. Okay. I love I love yourself. Anyway, my question is, um, I recently, lo- first of all, sorry to hear about your mom. Um, oh, it's, but it's I just part recently, of life, and it's a beautiful time. But is. thank you, and and that's why I feel like this is this is good for me. I just recently lost my mom um, mm-hmm. uh, last year, so it was it was just a year in June, and um, kind of going through this like spiritual journey. I was totally afraid of everything about death and all this stuff. And I met up with a good friend of mine, Stephanie, and she had lost a little girl. Um, and I was meant to meet up with her. But anyway, so I started this spiritual journey and I kind of feel like that's why she was put in my life. But this is how it's all connected. But I just, my question is, um, just about friends and, um, you know, we forgive and, um, I don't know. And I just, when is it enough to, um, you know, be friends with someone, but not letting them walk all over you. Like, um, do we have to be friends with everybody? Like, I'm struggling with that. I have a couple friends that I, you know, we're friends with, but they kind of don't have very good energy. And I just feel like, you know, I try to, you know, let it go. And this is so funny, Linda, because you must have sent this question in because it was number one on my list of questions to read. And I was about to go, you know, alternate back and forth, call in, write in. And my guide said, no, take the next caller. And it's you. It was your question that I was going to read. That's so funny. I love it. So, yeah. So your question, do you need to be friends with everyone? Not at all. Not at all. But I think, you know, it's your mom. Probably she's the one that taught you to be friendly to everyone. And, and, that is a beautiful goal, but we clearly don't resonate with everyone. So be friendly with everyone, but do you need to stay with people who are so dissonant and disharmonious with you that they're affecting your life? Not at all. And that's the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about the spiritual path is we start to see from a higher perspective that we see beyond the human actions and know that beneath those dissonant behaviors and words, there is a beautiful soul. And there's a beautiful soul in everyone, everyone. I'm saying this to everyone who's listening, but it's the human story that gunks up and clutters up the lens of that light inside of us. So if you can get to the point where by sitting in the power of the love that you are, you come to know that that's that beautiful feeling that's within you is somewhere sometimes buried Mm -hmm. within others, then you can have compassion for others, but it doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes that I um, do a lot of things because I feel like I have to with certain, you know, with 
people that I was friends with. And then I'm like, am I really doing justice by doing it because I feel like I have to or is it something that I really want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Oh, I completely know. And, and in fact, the more I hang out with kindred spirits, we start all – Oh, I'm looking at a butterfly outside the window. How beautiful. <laughs> Ooh, Hi, Susan. Uh, the more we, we start to, you hear each other comment more and more often, you know, I've just kind of lost some friends because we don't see eye to eye anymore. And then you admit, well, we really weren't getting along that much anymore anyway. It was time to drift apart. And so that's okay. That's what life's about, that change and, and making new friends who resonate more with you. Yeah, okay. Because okay. I, I just need... I feel like because it brings me to such a different place, and especially since my mom has is gone and mm-hmm. spiritual. Like I feel like I am on this spiritual journey that I feel like I, I think if you know because I feel like she's sending me signs, but mm-hmm. I have these like little roadblocks that are keeping me from seeing them. And um, one of them, the big thing was friends and how people made me feel, and um, I just didn't know like. You know, am I still supposed to, like, you know, kind of... I keep hearing the name Margaret. Margaret, is there a Margaret related to your mom? Margaret. That's Mm -hmm. so funny. Um, Margaret. Well, this woman that... I don't want to use her name, but Margaret. I don't know. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. I am... I am not myself today, and names are never my big thing, but for all of you budding mediums out there, one thing I teach people is just say it anyway, and I would have kicked myself if I hadn't said it, so we'll just laugh at Margaret Margaret and not worry about it. That's so funny, Margaret. That is. Um, My kids go to St. Margaret's. (laughs) I don't know if that's No, that's not it. I just know there's some Margaret that's yelling in my ear, so we'll just acknowledge that, and I thank you for your question. I hope that was helpful. Thank you. It was. Okay. It was very helpful. And I have to say, I'm on your website. It's lovely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All righty. So let's move on to a written-in question of someone from Belmar, New Jersey. She says she's been trying to meditate. Di- I made an assumption that it's a she because I don't have a name here. This person is, I think it's a she, has been trying to meditate daily to strengthen her connection to spirit, and she's been using my Hemisync guided meditation CDs. And the question is, is sitting in the power the same as expanded awareness or deep meditation? That's because my Hemisync CDs are the first set teaches you to access an expanded state of awareness and then a deep meditative state and to know the difference and to be able to enter each one at will and easily. And the second set is called sitting in the power. Here's, it's, a, it's an interesting question because anytime you sit to meditate in awareness of who and what you are, which is the light, you are sitting in the power. Ah, here's the difference. My guides just grabbed my attention. The second set is not called sitting in the power. It's called building the power. So that's the difference. When we sit to meditate, we raise our consciousness. We turn up the light within deliberately with intention and we come to know that we can do that ourselves through our intention through focusing on the heart and raising thoughts of gratitude and love and that builds the power that is you but it's not a 
the power that we lord over others. It's not a power like money or possessions or human egoic things. It's the power that breathes all of us. Can you feel that power? I can't even talk about it without it rising up in me. And when you build that power, your guides and your loved ones on the other side see your light. It just goes brighter and brighter and brighter, making it all the more easy for them to connect with you. So you can see why sitting in a state of expanded awareness or deep meditation may not be a powerful state as far as a loud, powerful voice like that, but it's still powerful as far as the love and the the life force that's flowing through you. So sitting in the power anytime you're aware of who and what you are is what you're doing. Building the power is a deliberate action that you take to turn up your own life light. Life light, yeah. Whether you are meditating or simply going about your daily business in human form, it's wonderful to be aware that you are that power and to stand or sit or lie in it at all times very much will increase your connection with the inner guidance that's always available to all of you. Wow, time's going quickly. Let's go. We're going to take some more questions. And one thing I didn't say to everybody is please ask questions that are uh, would apply to just about anybody that's listening, not not generic questions about, no, excuse me, not general questions about your own self. Hey, I'm tuned into my guides very well because I'm so used to them and they can get through to me even when my energy is not the highest. But this is not a good day for me to be doing readings. Okay, let's build the power a little bit here and bring in Kathleen. Kathleen, how are you today? (laughs) I'm doing great. And you sound great considering the circumstances. I mean, you have such peace and grace about you. So I'm really amazed that I'm I'm thrilled that I found you recently somehow. Well, I shouldn't say somehow, but I stumbled upon you through YouTube and then Facebook, and I cannot wait to see you in Wildwood. Sunday. Oh boy! Oh boy! Please I, come up and get a I hug, just, okay? Please say oh I'm my. I'm Kathleen, who was on the radio show, okay? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. And <sighs> all right. Gosh, all right. I I kept changing my mind on my question, but I think this could apply to a lot of people, um, caregivers who are caring for someone who has lost a family member. How? I mean, yes, this applies to me, but I think it could also apply to others. Like sure. how? Do you, like caregivers that know it's a labor of love, they enjoy it, yes, it's, you know, it's not always easy and what have you, but what are some tips to, like, stay balanced with your ego and whatnot if you start, my mind will start straying toward, you know, gosh, this is how a family member that passed would want this done, or, like, how do you stay balanced along with, like, wanting signs or wanting messages or you know what I mean? You know, I Kathleen, to... I'm not quite sure of your question. Can you give me a scenario of what kind of caregiver well, and your interaction with them? What? Why are you trying to? What are you trying to achieve? Caring for someone and knowing you're doing, thinking you're doing your best, and then you kind of ah. secretly want a sign from their loved one who has passed. I mean, you know, you want to do what they would want done. But just staying balanced, keeping your ego out of the way. Because my mind wanders and you want to know that you're doing, I guess, watching yourself and your egos as a caregiver for someone who has family members on the other side. Well, the thing to keep in mind, again, is that we're all souls and 
because souls are the light connected to the light. All of us are the expression of God, of the source, of the light. If you keep that in mind and your intention comes from the heart, comes from the highest place, then you set the intention from your heart. May my actions represent the greatest good. And you can't go wrong okay. with that intention. And if you invite in insights from the recipient of my care, from their loved ones, may they touch my heart and influence my thoughts, then you just know that you're acting from the right place. And don't worry about being wrong. If you're following your heart, it feels right. There's no clenching in your gut or your heart. It just, this is the right thing to do. I know it is. Then ego's not involved. Okay? Okay. That's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well, simple you when so you much. realize there are two levels. The human side, that would be ego. That's not always just prideful. It's just the human side. And then there's the soul aspect of all of us. As I'm talking and saying this, I'm, I'm putting one hand above the other. And you just make a shift in your awareness. I am that soul. And I'm asking for help from the higher realms. Guide me. What is the next step to serve in this case? And if we, if we just all realize that we have that innate connection and we connect through the heart and we ask the question of higher consciousness, trusting that's where the answer is going to come from, we don't have to figure it all out ourselves at all it's a beautiful way to live okay yeah you you said the key word the prideful because sometimes i will say right to myself i'll say of course i take pride in how this person looks or hygiene what have you so yeah you hit <laughs> you hit on that because you want to do a good job as a caregiver so i just don't want but, ego and pride to get too in the way that's okay to be proud of that that's that's also your heart saying i'm doing i'm doing a, i'm helping this person <sighs> making me think of just these these angels at this hospice, it's just amazing the love they have, the care. They're special people that work in a hospice and uh wow. you know, in, in any of the healing arts. It's an art as well as a science, isn't it? So God bless yeah. you for, for being a caregiver and for caring enough to make sure you're you're doing the right thing. So thank you, Kathleen. I'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. Okay. Take uh -huh. care. Alrighty. If all of you are wondering what that's about, when I come back to the, the Villages, Florida, I channel Sanaya live for the public. And this Sunday, August 5th, although you, some of you may be listening to this in the archives, but I'll be at the Wildwood Community Center at 7 o'clock. I hope you can join me. Yeah. What was I just going to say about, oh, the love. Oh, Kathleen commented on how peaceful I sound with this process. And I, I did put a notice on Facebook yesterday and on Sanaya's message about what's going on with my mom right now because so many of you know about my relationship and my birthday with my mom following me year year after year. And uh, and Sanaya's message was all about bittersweet times and ups and downs and how it's all the same thing. It's life. And I have to tell you, I had hundreds of replies, hundreds and was beautiful. Come back and join me after the break and we'll take a lot more questions.
discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell from Unity San Diego discussing change and transition. And as we begin to really identify the endings in our lives, to deal with them completely and wholly, to heal from them as we must, as we are willing to be in a time of not knowing, a time of uncertainty, but a time of trusting that there is a blueprint, there is a plan, there is a destiny. As we move successfully through these experiences, we will find that we are evolving and emerging into something new and different. And everyone and everything that has been happening in your life, both the things that are easy and good and pleasant, and those things that are challenging and painful and difficult, are drivers for your own evolution. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment. The ancient Chinese philosopher known as Lao Tzu brings us into the present moment with this quote. Do you have the patience to wait until your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? The master doesn't seek fulfillment, but not seeking, not expecting, is fully present and can welcome all things. When you're feeling impatient, think about this passage and trust in the moment. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. An evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. This is a special show for me. Coming to you today from hospice, where I'm sitting with my mom at a very special time in her life. She's about to graduate and find out that death really is a transition, something that you and I, many of you, do know. 
for a fact. I was just saying that I had hundreds of comments on my Facebook post yesterday. So many of you wishing us, sending us love. And I want you to know that that those thoughts, those prayers, they really do make a difference because I just feel enveloped in love and peace. I feel the love. And, and don't we all just wear that like a warm blanket? It's just the most wonderful, comforting thing. But I just want to reiterate that Paying attention to our thoughts is so important. It's habit to think that death is awful. It's it's totally different when you know what you know. That that uh, what was it that Sanaya said the other day? Death is birth in the opposite direction. I love that. And by the way, on the break, something said, "Call Ty." Besides the fact that I just loved hearing his voice, I called him and we're talking. And I said, boy, I kind of screwed that up saying I'm hearing the name Margaret and the caller couldn't take it. And then all of a sudden, I, as I'm looking at this butterfly outside the window, I said, oh, my God, Margaret is my mom's mom. And Ty said, Margaret's my grandmother. She's your grand. You have a Margaret grandmother, too. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy that we've been married 22 years and didn't realize that both of us have a grandmother named Margaret. But that's kind of appropriate that I'm hearing my grandmother's name at this time. Let's take a caller. Today is also about answering your questions. If you have a question, please dial in live, 816-251-3555. Questions that, would, that all listeners could appreciate. We have Maria, who I hope has been patiently waiting. Maria, I'm sorry to keep you waiting so long. Um, hi. Uh, I just want to lower the volume here. Um, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. I I know it's very challenging for you, and I send you a lot of love and compassion at this time. And I guess it's a Thank testimony. Thank you so much. To, yeah, it's a testimony to the fact that this is a celebration, and her loved ones, your mom's loved ones, yeah. are waiting for her there. Yeah, um, I know this. It is, and I'm <laughs> and I I hope and I prayed and I said to my guides, may we model this for everybody that it is possible to not fall apart at this time. And yeah. chairs are okay. I haven't had them much yet. You get a little weepy and emotional, but I just, again, I know that's just the love. It's just the celebration of how much love we've shared. Okay. One thing that me was when I heard someone say that they dreamed that there were celebrations over there, parties waiting for oh. our loved ones to arrive because it's a birth. So that really helped me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm with and my mom just talked about she just said something about her brother earlier today. And I have a feeling she's starting to see him, which is so cool, isn't it? You know, you think of them just gathering. We're ready. Let the party begin. Yeah, yeah they're, they're partying over there. Um, my yeah. question I um, applies to a lot of people because during readings, um, you know, I just wonder sometimes as years pass, whether our loved ones on the other side will be able to tap into small details from our lives with them less as time passes, or um, are they more general? Does time matter? How you know how long they're gone? Does that impact the level of detail about day-to-day -day things that are in oh. the? <laughs> it, it doesn't impact it at all because they're still part of our lives. This is the most beautiful lesson that I've learned from firsthand experience in every reading I go, the spirits on the other, every reading I give, the spirits know that I want to hear something going on in their loved one's life right now. 
to show them that mm-hmm. they're still part of their life now. Is that what you're talking about, Maria? But what about the uh, detail about their lives while they were okay. incarnated? Oh, it's still in their energetic field. They don't lose memories like we do. The, every thought, every action they have is still just part of that soul field, that field of energy. So it's all there, and it's a matter of what can the medium tune into? How detailed can the medium get? I remember one of my favorite readings was just a, a young man showing me how he used to have a toothpick hanging out of his mouth, and that was like his signature thing. Everybody knew about that toothpick hanging out of his mouth. That's a little uh-huh. detail, and I have a feeling if if somebody tuned into his soul 60 years from now, he'd still have that toothpick, show it, hanging out of his mouth. Not that he's walking around in the astral realm with it, but that that's just part of his energetic field. So absolutely, no detail, too small or too big. Okay, that does answer it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Maria. Thanks for coming on and and, uh, come back another time. So we have Richard on the line. Sorry about those who ask questions. I'm going to have to do a, that's what I'll do. I'll do a free webinar at some point. Uh, if you're on my email list from SuzanneGeesman.com, we will take all these questions that I don't have time for, the, the people that wrote them in. And at some point, I'll just, every once in a while, answer all these other questions. But I love the live callers. So, Richard, how are you? Fine. Very, very happy to be talking to you and especially very honored to be talking to you at this moment. Uh, that is a very special time for you and your mother. Very bittersweet. And Thanks so uh, much. Here's my question. Okay. Um, there, one year of meditations, you say, and I love it, I, I pray this every day, to see who I really am and to know what love truly is. Beautiful. Um, this is my prayer every day, and I try to open myself to this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see myself um, making effort sometimes for it. Sometimes I, I, I allow it, but sometimes I get confused. So the question is, does one realize this state of consciousness by effort or by the grace of the divine or maybe a combination of both or something in between? Okay. Well... Certainly not by trying once you've put the question out there, but if we could use the word intention rather than effort, your, your, your request to see who I am and know what love really is, that is a very clear intention that you're putting out to the source, to the universe, to answer and to provide you that experience. And then the best thing to do is simply surrender all expectations. I like to liken the state to get into for the best response to kind of like fishing. Do you ever fish, Richard? Yes. Okay. So you throw that line out there and then you don't sit and just kind of pull on the rod and, and ripple up the water. You just let it be right. And you wait for that fish to bite. That's the state. If you can hold that state of passive expectation but it's funny because we don't really want to have expectations but that's very human you you want an answer but the paradox is the answer to the question that you've asked who am i and what is love really would best be perhaps best experienced 
because the love who you are and who you really are can't even be put into words. This is what I've discovered through experience, and it's my prayer that all of you listening have this personal experience because it's what brings us this peace that passes all understanding at moments of life's greatest challenges. To know that place within you that never changes, that place that is nothing but love, and to be able to fall back onto that place and relax and know that all is well and all is love, that place, I'm putting words to it now, but it has no words. It's a feeling and it'll knock you to your knees when you have that experience. It'll leave you sobbing with the bliss and the joy of that love. And you'll finally know this is it. Now I remember because your soul already knows many people when they hear Sanaya channel, they, they have tears running down their face and they don't know why. And I say, that's your soul recognizing this vibration of love that has always been within you. So Richard, I would say to just surrender all effort, just pretend you're fishing, you've put the line out and now just sit. And as thoughts come to your mind, as in any meditative state that disturb the waters, just acknowledge them like, okay, that was a ripple. Let's just let that flow and return to the silence. But I would say don't worry about the amount of time that you spend in that state. Just a few minutes every day as guided, longer, shorter. Don't set a clock. Just say, okay, I'll do this again and again. But know that your efforts just in sitting in the power like that will definitely pay off. You'll find that you'll have greater peace throughout your day. You will be responding more lovingly to others throughout your day simply as a byproduct of that beautiful question you've been asking. Thank you. I love the fishing analogy. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Excellent. <laughs> well, I know that one day you'll catch the big one, and that's going to be that aha moment yeah. when your soul breaks Important. through the surface of your human awareness and you say, now I remember. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you very much. That Thank you great. so much. Right. Okay. And we have Louise on the line while Jeff's bringing her in. I invite others to call in. We have uh, enough time left that you can call in. Don't be shy. The number is 816-251-3555. So, Louise, how are you? Good afternoon. How are you, Suzanne? First of all, I know you, much, Louise. <laughs> much, much love, honey. And uh, you're every day in my thoughts and my love, and I'm sharing all your message and your great teaching with uh, my best friend in Canada. Uh, I have a question, but I just wanted to share that when I read your message today, and I don't know if you talked to Bev. But, I did. Uh, uh, okay, she, she told, told me. you're playing the auto harp for I us. I just finished um, playing, yes. Yeah, I tuned in right when she said you were playing for us. And right then, my mom, who was lying in the bed beside me, she made this sound that she hadn't made all day. And I thought, I didn't want to awaken her. And I thought, I wonder, I think she just heard that. It was beautiful. So I, I love that you called in and I got to tell you that. Thank you. And that's not for for that to confirm. But a couple of things happened to me. And that's a, a third one then that I helped a friend in in, in my husband's best, uh, my husband, my husband, my friend's husband who passed away in January and I didn't know I just played and I concentrated and meditated to try to help his transition and he didn't know and she didn't know and 
they had a card there that she showed him, and she said, you want me to bring that card back home with me to clear the hospital? And so he said, no, she's helping me. So I was communicating at the same time with him, trying to help with the transition. So that was so 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 for for everybody listening, Louise is playing music at a distance. This is why distance healing works. This is why your prayers work, because everything is that consciousness that is love and your intention is what moves it what sends it from your heart to the recipient it makes a difference you make a difference uh, and i also played uh this and i just recently found that my uh, biological father was passed and i didn't know who he was and all that but now i'm talking with him because now i said he knows who i am and he's answering to me <laughs> oh wonderful oh I love that you talk to him because oh, yes. I know that makes a huge difference to those on the other side when we acknowledge them, even if we don't sense them answering us. I need us. help. <laughs> I need help to find the rest of the family. So I, I'm telling him and he's sending me answers. <laughs> Outstanding. My question, yeah. My question, Suzanne, is about organ donation and the soul during that process. I've always been debating regarding people, organ donation and the soul during the process of death. I'm a little bit kind okay. of against. So let me, I'm going to definitely have to ask Sanaya this one. So what we do is we just shift up. I need the help with this answer. I have my own thoughts on that, but the answer, where we go from Sanaya says that the soul will always have an energetic connection to the physical body with which they were connected so long. But at the point of death, the soul completely withdraws from those organs, those body parts. And so know that the recipient of an organ donation would very easily be able to pick up on the vibration carried within the physical matter that was donated. And the soul will continue to give its love to the recipient of that, but it no longer resides within the organs. There you go. Is that your question? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. God bless you. <laughs> You're welcome. Great Thank to talk you. to you, Louise. Nice talking Be- to you. Okay. So we have no other callers on the line. That's your prompt, whoever's listening, to call in and ask a question. And meanwhile, I'll go to some that were written in. The number again, 816-251-3555. All right. Here's a question. How do we help our adult children when we see them not standing in their worth or knowing they are an aspect of the creator and so very loved? Some of us didn't understand then what we understand now spiritually. So when raising our children, we didn't teach them what Sanaya has now taught us or others, of course. Yes, we love them, but we didn't talk of the spiritual side much. We can see how it would be so helpful to them on their journey if they understood how this earth school really works. Well, I'm part of a wonderful group of women who who gets together weekly and meditates. I I join them when I can, when I'm here at home in Florida. And we have had this talk many times. I don't have grown children of my own, but they certainly do. And they look and they want so badly to share with their kids what they've come to know. But we've also realized that there's a reason that we didn't know these things when we were their age either. It's the perfection of life unfolding that we go through our lives And then there are 
20s and 30s are so focused on a career and the family because that's how it should be. And we experience the ups and downs and we don't have so many tools as we get when we have a spiritual awakening. But then when that important human task is out of the way of raising the family, then your focus starts to turn to, hmm, this life, what's it really all about? And it's going to come to an end sooner or later. And that's when people really get on the spiritual path. It's funny, I look at time, we go to events and I say, you know, the demographics are pretty much the same here, the age-wise demographics, you know, because you get in your 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond, and that's when you really want to get some answers. You didn't have time for that earlier. Your focus wasn't on that. So the answer to this question is, how do you help your children? You share lovingly what you know, and then you let it go. You know that this is the part of their journey. That's how it goes. And if they're open to it, what a blessing. But if they're not, well, you learn by the school of hard knocks too. And it's human nature and the soul, soul's nature to want to alleviate suffering. But the soul does know there's purpose in those ups and downs. You went through it and they do too. And if you just surround them with love and know that all is well and that there's um, a method in the madness of this thing we call life, then you will have peace as well. So don't hold back. But if they're not open to it, your kids that's okay too. All right. I hope that helped. Amanda's on the line. Thank you so much for calling in Amanda. We're going to bring her in just a sec here. There we go. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you for taking my call. Um, pleasure. I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering about um, deceased souls. How do they get stuck in a physical place? Because I've experienced that. And what can we do as physical people to help those souls? Okay. So uh, I'm laughing and, and, and no offense taken whatsoever, but I, I don't see them as deceased souls. And, and you probably just okay. twisted your words there, right? Uh, deceased yes. people yes. who are, you know, there's Human. no death. What are we going to call them? I think Dr. Gary Schwartz has a new term, after physical death, APD. That's, a, that's an like acronym. That. And military people love acronyms, but that, that, we'll see how that one sticks. So anyway, I know what you mean, Amanda. People who have died, the soul is still hanging around. There is some debate as to whether they're stuck or not. I personally have not experienced earth, what we call earthbound spirits. But I have other heard many others who do say there is such a thing. I will tell you that I know for a fact what does help any spirit who is hanging around. They some do hang around, whether or not they're stuck, that's the point of contention I'm hearing right now as Sanaya. Well, my guides actually say they're not stuck. Okay. They may not be aware that they right. can move on, or they yeah, may simply have such an attraction to this earthly life that they want to stay here. In any case, the the action is the same. You simply can connect heart to heart, which is soul to soul, and say, you know, if you move on towards that light that I know is there, if you turn around and see it, you will go to a place that's so beautiful, it's far more beautiful than here, and yet you'll still be able to check in on your loved ones and your favorite places here as often as you like, and you just send them that way with your good wishes and intentions. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks, Amanda. 
And we have Patty on the line. Jeff, would you, I got to meet Jeff at Unity Village last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. No, it was just last Hello. week. Here's Patty. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm one of those people that's 99.999% um, a believer in afterlife and mediums. And my question is, I know we're supposed to be faith-based, but whenever I've had a reading, the few times that I've had, or I've known people that have had readings, why can why can't our loved ones give us a specific, you know, answer a specific question that only they would know the answer to, um, so that we mm. can be like one hundred percent sure? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, if you mean if you mean like if I'm the medium them. and I give you all kinds of great specific evidence, do you mean that you would then say, okay, ask them this? And you give them the pointed question. Is that what you mean? No, just maybe they could just say something. Maybe the mediums I've gone to have not really been specific. Just, you know, ah. I, I see someone that likes to read or I, I see a mail coming through, that oh, kind of a thing. right. You, Whereas, then you haven't gotten um, someone who is give, able to get details. They give a lot details. of information, but I'd like to hear something like a little bit more specific to that person, you know. I know, like, I you, know. It, then it, That's what it is. That's exactly what it is, Patty. You haven't gotten a medium who is able to get to the detail enough. And that's why I love teaching mediumship classes because we, we show how to dig deeper. I just finished my level two class in St. Louis and oh my gosh, people had such openings in, in their mediumship and they just ratcheted it to the next level when I showed them how you can get layers and layers of details and not be satisfied with the generic so it's a matter of raising the bar and, and hopefully mediums learning to trust that they can get that level of detail. And that would take away that 0. 0.000001% exactly. of a doubt <laughs> so that you is, have. So in other words, <laughs> it is a possibility to do that, to get information, maybe a nickname or a favorite toy, like something that's very concrete proof that you are actually, that the person is oh. actually coming through. I'm I'm not happy unless my readings have that that absolute okay wow wow that nobody else would have known. We can't guarantee it, but it really happens in 99.999% of my readings. And there are okay. a lot of mediums okay. out there who do get that. So I I hope that you will have the experience of of having a non-generic reading. That's when when I teach mediumship, I tell the student mediums the goal of every reading is to have your sitter the client leaves saying, oh, my gosh, that was my loved one. You can't deny it. So, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I guess I just if haven't you, you know, right Patty, if you that. haven't listened to any of the videos or watched any of the videos on my website, go to resources and look up videos because they are so packed with the undeniable evidence. If you, uh, My waiting list, unfortunately, is years long, but listening to the evidence alone will show you what's possible from the other side, and that might help just push you over the edge to being a certified okay. believer. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Actually, it's we don't want to go just believers. We want knowers to go from belief to knowing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I just I have some T-shirts on my website that anybody can purchase. And, and one of them, it says at the top, it has the word believe, and that has an X over it. And underneath it, it says no. K-N-O-W with a check mark because that's what happens when you get the, the good evidence that our loved ones are right here. In fact, I'm going to be the keynote speaker at the Helping Parents Heal conference in 2020 in Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm already amassing the, the 
knock your socks off evidence from our kids on the other side to share at that conference. That's the great part about doing readings every day is that there's never a lack of things to share with people when I speak publicly. And this wonderful mom named Wendy went to the great trouble of transcribing her whole reading and sending me photos along with the evidence of the reading that I gave and brought through her son and showed her that her son is still here. And it's been quite a while since I did that reading, but I sat here in the hospice room with my mom. She was in the bed next to my chair, and I'm looking over this 108-page document that Wendy put together to help me share at the conference. And I kept reading it, and I'm, and I'm saying, oh, wow. Oh, wow. At, at the evidence that came through in the reading, because I had forgotten, but it, it's just stunning the kind of information that those on the other side can give us. And I'm, my mind is a total blank right now because I'm a little frazzled today where I would share with you some of those words. Come on, Sanaya, help me out here. What did they say? Oh, Okay, good. So I'm. you saw earlier, I may not be the best medium with names, but in that reading, that young man on the other side, oh, I remember the biggest wow. He gave me so many names, his girlfriend's name, Jen, and, his, and other members of the family by name, several of them that was stunning. But what really got me was that his mom, they didn't know exactly how he passed and they had not yet received the report from the coroner and he showed me accidental death from toxic levels in his blood and that's exactly how he passed so ask for the evidence you shall receive it thank you for calling in and asking your questions it was my pleasure to share with all of you lots of love Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind, Body, Spirit FM podcast network or wherever you find your podcasts.